Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Kearney, Governor of Delaware versus Adams, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. Uh, to support the podcast or support me as I slog through law school, please find the podcast on Patreon or follow the PayPal link in the show notes. This was uh, argued October 5th, 2020 and decided December 10th, 2020. Delaware's Constitution contains a political balance requirement for appointments to the state's major courts. No more than a bare majority of judges on any of its five major courts shall be of the same political party. That's uh, Article 4, Section 3. In addition, on three of those courts, those members not in the bare majority shall be of the other major political party. Um, same reference. Respondent James R. Adams, a Delaware lawyer and a political independent, sued in federal district court, claiming that Delaware's bare majority and major party requirements violate his First Amendment rights to freedom of association by making him ineligible to become a judge unless he joins a major political party. The district court held that Adams had standing to challenge both requirements and that Delaware's balancing scheme was unconstitutional. The Third Circuit affirmed in part and reversed in part. It held that Adams did not have standing to challenge the major party requirement because it categorically excludes independents from becoming judges on three courts, but that he lacks standing to challenge the bare majority requirement, which does not preclude independents from eligibility for any vacancy. Uh, the Supreme Court held... Because Adams has not shown that he was able and ready to apply for judicial vacancy in the imminent future, he has failed to show a personal, concrete, and imminent injury necessary for Article Three standing. Uh, and that opinion was delivered by Justice Breyer, uh, in which all other members joined except for Justice Barrett. Uh, Justice Sotomayor filed a concurring opinion. Because Adams has not shown that he was able and ready to apply for a judicial vacancy in the imminent future, he has failed to show a personal, concrete, and imminent injury necessary for Article Three standing. Two aspects of standing doctrine, sorry, two aspects of standing doctrine are relevant here. First, standing requires an injury in fact that must be concrete and particularized, as well as actual or imminent. That's a uh, Lujan versus Defenders of Wildlife. Second, a grievance that amounts to nothing more than an abstract and generalized harm to a citizen's interest in the proper application of the law does not count as an injury in fact and does not show standing. That's uh, Hollingsworth versus Perry. Adams has not shown the necessary injury in fact to establish that he will suffer a concrete, particularized, and imminent injury beyond a generalized grievance. Adams must at least show that he is likely to apply to become a judge in the reasonably foreseeable future, if he were not barred because of political affiliation. He can show this only if he's able and ready to apply. See uh, Gratz versus Bollinger. Adams's only supporting evidence is two statements he made that he wanted to be and would apply to be a judge on any of Delaware's five courts. Those statements must be considered in the context of the record. The record evidence fails to show that at the time he commenced the lawsuit, 
Adams was able and ready to apply for a judgeship in the reasonably foreseeable future. First, Adams's statements stand alone, without any other supporting evidence, like efforts to determine possible judicial openings or other such preparations. Second, the context suggests an abstract, generalized grievance, not an actual desire to become a judge. For example, Adams did not apply for numerous existing judicial vacancies while he was a registered Democrat and eligible for those vacancies. He then read a law review article arguing that Delaware's judicial eligibility requirements unconstitutionally excluded independence, changed his political affiliation to independent, and filed this lawsuit shortly thereafter. Third, a holding that Adams's few words of general intent were sufficient to show an injury in fact would sufficiently weaken the long-standing legal doctrine, preventing this court from providing advisory opinions. Finally, precedent supports the conclusion that an injury in fact requires an intent that is concrete, see Lujan, and arguably similar cases in which standing was found all contained more evidence that the plaintiff was able and ready than Adams has provided. See, uh, Ederlin Constructors Incorporated versus Pena. Uh, the decision below is vacated and remanded. Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court, in which all other members joined, except Justice Barrett, who took no part in the consideration or decision of the case. Justice Sotomayor filed a concurring opinion. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get hold of me, I can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at Gmail. That's R O A D S in the number 80. Or on uh, uh, Instagram or Twitter. If you'd like to support the podcast or me as I slog through law school, please find the podcast on Patreon or follow the PayPal link in the show notes.